the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Especially to me. Especially, somebody is not sure. Is the Lord good to you? Especially to me. He continues to be good unto us in Jesus' name. I noticed out there, uh, somebody, I think a family came, they looked around, they didn't see too many cars, and they, <laughs> uh, I think they went back home. They should have checked if there were people inside the church. Uh, like we said, we, we, we were not sure that they were going to I mean, co complete the fixing of the uh, furnace before today. And of course, the way things were the past couple of weeks, uh, those of us that came in here, of course, I had to come in here to preach. When I was away, my wife had to come in here to preach. I mean, to and uh, it was God that was uh, keeping us. So we bless the name of the Lord. We are back, and the Lord will continue to do His work in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. He's going to do His work in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not miss your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, as we go into your word, go with us. Yeah. Speak unto us. Yeah. Teach us. Yeah. Let your name alone be glorified. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. We love you, Lord. Amen. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So today is our Thanksgiving uh, service for the month of uh, uh, February. Uh, isn't it wonderful? A few days ago, we started the new year. The first month is gone. We're in the second month. And before you know it, this month will be gone. As the months are passing by, your own divine provisions will be attained in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not be a casualty of this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Brethren, between January and now, God has done glorious things. God has done great things. Your own testimony will not be lost in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 136, Psalm 136, Psalm 136, we're going to read verses 25 and 26, Psalm 136, I'm going to read verses 25 and 26, Psalm 136, verses 25 and 26. We're all very familiar with Psalm 136, verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And the Bible goes on to tell us so many things for which the Lord is good. So many areas in which the Lord is good. And in verse 25, he said, Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. And verse 26, which is the last verse, says, Who all give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. And so this morning, the topic we're going to be sharing for a few minutes is give thanks for divine provision. Amen. Tell somebody, give thanks, give thanks for divine provision. Give thanks, give thanks for divine provision. You know, there are two things in that passage for which we are challenged to give thanks to the living God. We are, I mean, number one, the Bible talks of food, not to some people, but food to who? To all flesh. All flesh. And brethren, if you look at the world we live in today, you realize that there is enough food for everybody. True or false? Mm -hmm. There is enough food for everybody. 
Unfortunately, whereas they, 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 they is it the perpetual stores they are called? They place the stores that sell food here. Whereas on a regular basis, they package some food stuff and throw them away. And say, well, this has expired. Okay, we bought this, nobody, nobody has come to buy it. In some other parts of the world, people are dying because there's nothing to eat. It was not so from the beginning. The Lord created the world with divine provision. He gives food to all flesh. He has provided food for all flesh. And if only we would allow it to go around, there is still food for what? For all flesh. In the city of Bari where we are in, I can assure you, if we choose to reach out, individuals, families, nobody should starve in this city. Because there are still people that are throwing food away. Because for one reason or the other, either you bought it, you don't like it. Oh, I thought it would taste like honey. It tastes like ginger. And you throw it away. Meanwhile, there's somebody who is looking for something that does what? That tastes like ginger. Another person says, oh, I thought this would taste like garlic. It tastes like honey. And they do what? Because they are watching their weight. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. He gives food to all flesh and is the God of heaven. There are relationships and demarcations between these two things for which we are told to give thanks. Food, divine provision, is what is referred to as earthly blessings. It's referred to as what? Earthly blessings. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and what? The fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. But when, you are talk, when the Bible now says that our God is the God of heaven. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. He said, for his mercy endure forever. Encompassed in that name, the God of heaven, is the fact that there is what is called heavenly blessings. So there are earthly blessings and there are what? And part of the earthly blessings is what is called divine provision. And I pray for someone here today. I pray for someone listening to me online. Your provision for this month you will not miss in Jesus' name. Amen. Misallocation will not make you to miss your provision in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a time to apply for a job. They actually need someone with your skill set. But you are here in Bali and they need the person in Vancouver. And that's the only reason why they say, well, um, sorry, yeah, we need someone, but not here. Or maybe you are here in Canada, and they need somebody with a skill set where? Maybe, in, what did you say, sir? In U.S., and U.S. is even close by. Germany, Germany or Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> and so they say, well, I mean, yeah, we need this person. That, that's why I prayed that prayer again. Misallocation will not make you, to make you to miss your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. It's very important. If the Lord has decreed that this is for you, you will receive it in the name of Jesus. Earthly blessings and he uh, heavenly blessings are included in the fact that our God is the God of heaven. But we must take note, brethren, that the heavenly determines the earthly. Does that make sense? Yes, the heavenly does what? Determines the earthly. What you will obtain and enjoy on this earth depends on your access to the God of heaven. That's why the Bible says, give thanks unto the God of heaven. And remember, 
if there is no relationship between you and him. The Bible says the prayers of a sinner are what? An abomination to the Lord. If we have no relationship with him, we cannot come to him and say, oh Lord, I give you to him. And say, oh, who is talking there? Who is talking there? I can't see you because he sees us through the blood of Jesus shed upon the cross of Calvary that covers us, that protects us. That protection will be yours in Jesus' name. Amen. I said it will be yours in Jesus' name. Amen. So your relationship with the God of heaven will determine or affect the earthly blessings that you receive. Give thanks for divine provision. And a number of things I've, I've, I've noted here. The first thing we must realize is that the Bible says he gives food to who? All flesh. All flesh. You must realize that all flesh implies not just human beings. True or false? Yes, all flesh includes what? The lions, the goats, the dogs. That's why the Bible says the young lions do lack and suffer want. But they that trust the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I pray for you today, you will not lack any good thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever be that good thing you desire, you will not lack it in the name of Jesus. Amen. When God created man, he created man to have dominion over every other creation. In other words, God created everything. And he needed someone to take rulership, authority. And so in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Lord said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, and let them do what? Have dominion over the fish, the fowl, the cattle, the earth. You see, after mentioning some of the animals he had, he went on and said, I want them to have dominion over the earth. Over the earth. You see why it's important that your relationship with the God of heaven will take you to where the Lord has proposed for you. He made you to have dominion over the earth. But the Bible says the earth is what? The Lord's. And the fullness thereof. So if you are keyed in to his plan and purpose, to his process, he will enable you to take that rulership over the work of his creation. Verse 28 says, of that Genesis chapter 1, says, and God blessed them. Tell us what the God blessed me. Somebody is not sure. And God blessed them. Tell us what God blessed me. That means you are a blessing. Amen. Are you sure you are a blessing? Yes, because you are a carrier of whose blessing? God's blessing. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. Tell somebody, be fruitful. And multiply. And replenish the earth. And subdue it. And subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, every living thing that moveth upon the face of the earth. Then God went a step further, and he declared in verses 29 to 30, that look, every herb, every herb-bearing seed upon the face of the earth, every tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. What is translated meat in the King James Bible there is simply what? Food. Food. God made a declaration. He gave us everything. And he gave, remember we said he provides food for all flesh. Look at verse 30. To every beast of the earth, to every fowl of the air, to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every grain half for meat. And it was so. So God made man. 
God made all the animals and, and he provided food for them. He provided food for them. And the Bible makes us understand in verse 31 of that passage that when God looked at his plan, you know, when the Bible says in verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light and what? There was light. You see, in the mind of God, he already created the heavens and the earth before he began to speak them forth. So God had a plan. And you are part of that plan. That's what I am part of that plan. So he had a plan. You were in it. He began to speak it forth. Then in verse 31, the Bible says, God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Tell somebody, I am very good. Some people are not sure. Tell someone, I am very good. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says you are very good. You are not just good. You are not just fear. No, 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 no. You are very good. Don't forget that. God made you a special creature. God made you a special person unto him. How then did it become so difficult to eat? How did it become difficult for, I mean, just to eat? It's because man fell short of God's plan and purpose. And in Genesis chapter 3, from verse 17, the Lord spoke to Adam and said, Because you have hearkened to the words of your wife, and you've eaten of the tree that I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cause is the ground for your sake. Sorrow shall it, I mean, in sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring to thee. Thou shalt eat the herb of the field. You see, God had a beautiful plan. God made Adam comfortable in the garden. But Adam began to experiment. Adam and Eve began to do what? Experiment. In the midst of their experimentation, they met brother uh, Satan. And he led them astray. And so the ground was cursed because of man. And from that moment onwards, it became difficult. There was still food on the earth. But while food in one part is being, uh, is, is being wasted, the other part is suffering what? Lack. If you go to Africa today, those of us who are, who are from Africa, maybe West Africa, or specifically Nigeria, mango trees. Well, you know, you go to the store here, you buy mango, right? Maybe they will put two together, two together and say it's one dollar. Or they may, they may give you one mango and say it's two dollars. I don't know how they sell it. I don't like mangoes. But I know that when I was in the university, when we, when we went for practical, I mean, uh, practical, you go to, I mean, villages, you see mangoes on trees. They are falling. They are being wasted. Because how much can we eat? So we just take the ones they can eat. And every year, in and out, those mango trees are producing. Mm -hmm. They are producing. And they are being wasted. God made provision for everyone. But sin became the creator of inequality. Some people have food. They are not, they, there's no much money. Some people have money, and there's what? Not much food. Some people, have, some people have nothing. Neither money nor food. But for you as a child of God, 
there is a provision for you. Amen. I say there is a provision for you. Amen. I say there is a provision for you. Amen. Because after God caused the ground because of man, what did God do? He took an animal. He sacrificed it. There was blood shed on that day that God sentenced the ground because of man. What did that bloodshed do? It assuaged, it reduced the impact of the cause upon man. But man did not realize it. It took a long time. That's why when Noah came out of the ark, the first thing he did was he took those clean beasts, those clean animals, and he did what? He sacrificed them. Because he realized that what God did the first day that man sinned was a way to reduce the impact of the cross upon the ground for man. No wonder. The Bible says God smelled a sweet savour from Noah. And he came down and said, Fast long as time persists, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer will never cease. Amen. That's why, though many of us don't like cold, though many of us don't like snow, winter and summer will not do what? They will not cease. They will not cease. All that may be happening is a variation. Too much snow today, no snow tomorrow. Look at December was a beautiful month. And then January came. And all the snow that was stored in heaven decided to come down. God saw the bloodshed and he made it and, and he told man, yes, you are learning a lesson. But God, even though through the Old Testament, there were lots of sacrifices. The Lord already made a plan that there will be one supreme sacrifice. Who is that supreme sacrifice? Jesus. Jesus made the supreme sacrifice. So that you and I don't need to make any sacrifice again. So that we can key in to the original plan of God. And begin to enjoy his divine provision. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. He giveth food to all flesh for his mercy endureth forever. In Matthew, I mean, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 12, verse 34, we, we are made to understand that God rejoices in taking care of his children. He does what? He rejoices. he rejoices in taking care of his children. Matthew 6, 25. He says, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Yeah. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They toil not. Take note of that. They do what? They toil, they toil not. Brethren, your salvation, your prosperity, your elevation, your divine provision does not depend on toiling. It doesn't depend on what? That's why in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse, verse 18, right? It says, that says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that does what? He giveth thee the power to get wealth. It's very important. It's not the toiling that will make you prosperous. Give God his own place, and it will surprise you. Hallelujah. And I am looking at someone here today. 
I'm seeing someone online that God will surprise with prosperity. Amen. Someone that God will surprise with prosperity. Amen. Say the way it will come. <laughs> it's, you just trust this God. But when you trust him, be obedient to his voice. That's very important. On, on Thursday, when I, during the Bible study, I shared the testimony of, that a man of God gave or someone in Nigeria. It was well-educated. He knew a lot about the financial system, but he had no money. And so what did he do? He went and borrowed money. Said they should borrow him money. I, I guess he must have been someone of stature that they knew. So they gave him, they, borrowed, they lent him the money. This man was a child of God. That's what makes the difference. And so what will he do that night before he goes to sleep? He prays that God should show him the trend in the financial market. And he, he dreams about what will happen following. And based on that, he invests the money that he has. And that was how God prospered him. Now, if you hear that testimony and you wake up tomorrow and say, ah, me too, I will do it. Be careful. You will have finished all your savings before you realize you are taking the wrong step. What makes the difference? That man went unto God for direction and God directed him. Do you know that God still desires to direct us today? Yes, he still wants to guide us. If we will allow him to, that is key. That is key. That is key. Go back to the passage I was reading. In verse 28, it says, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more close you, O ye of little faith? So the problem we have is what? Little faith. Therefore, take note of saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. When you look at this passage, you realize that the provision of food goes with the provision of raiment. Mm -hmm. Provision of food goes with the provision of clothing. That's very important. And we know, like we always emphasize, the essence of clothing is to cover your nakedness. So and when you start putting on clothes that don't cover your nakedness, you are not fulfilling divine mandate. And I've, I've, I've highlighted that earlier on. This provision does not depend on your toiling, your spinning, or your fretting. Let God take care of you. How many of us here are sure that God wants to take care of us? He will show forth on your behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. God will take care of you in Jesus' name. Amen. The third point I want to uh, highlight, or I don't know, whichever way any, those of us are taking note, is that God provided for Abraham. When Abraham lifted up his eyes, when what he thought was his problem, which was the sacrifice of his child, Abraham on Mount Moriah, in Genesis chapter 22, he got to a point, the Lord told him, go and sacrifice your son, your only son. 
You see, the arithmetic of God is different from that of man. When God was speaking to Abraham, he already had, uh, what is that boy's name? Ishmael. Ishmael is 13 years older than Isaac. And yet, God came to Abraham and said, take your son. And not just your son. Your what? Your only son. Go and sacrifice him. And of course, God knows what he's saying. There are gifts and there are gifts. There are gifts and there are special gifts. There are provisions and there are divine provisions. There are things that God will bless you with that you will eat and it is gone. There are things that God will bless you with that are called generational blessings. God will release those generational blessings of you in Jesus' name. When you go to Genesis 22 from verse 8 to verse 14, I'm not going to read. Our time is fast spent. But you see, Isaac as his father, uh-uh. where is the sacrifice? There is fire. There is wood. Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord will do what? He will provide. That's why I want to someone listening to me today. The Lord will provide. Amen. I say the Lord will provide. Amen. Don't limit God with your logic. Don't limit God with your understanding. Your understanding is nothing beside the comprehension, the ability, and the divine release of the living God. God will provide. Abraham still went. He obeyed God. He tied the young man up. He was going to take the knife to sacrifice his son when he heard the voice of God. You will hear the voice of God. I said you will hear the voice of God. That's what makes the difference, brethren. If only you can hear the voice of God, he will tell you, this is what you do. And I want to tell someone here, once in a while, you will hear and you may go contrary to the word because you did not understand. If that's the case, God knows that he's teaching you. Tell somebody, God is teaching me. He's teaching you. Next time it happens, you will say, "Mm, (laughs) that is God. Satan, you are not going to cheat me this time around. And the Lord knows that you are growing. He knows that you are growing. That's very important. Abraham had the voice of the Lord that says, don't touch the child. Abraham had been concentrated upon the child he was going to sacrifice. He had the voice of God, he looked up. And what did he see? He saw the ram. He saw the divine provision. He saw the provision God had made for the sacrifice. He untied the child and he took the, the, the sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh. Yes. The Lord that sees and provides. Hallelujah. That God will provide for you. Amen. He sees your faith. Mm. He sees your limitations. He sees how far you have come. He will provide for you in Jesus name. Amen. He will make way for you in Jesus name. Amen. The fourth point I have is that God provided for Israel throughout their journey in the wilderness. He provided for Israel throughout their journey in the wilderness. When you go to Exodus chapter 16, Exodus 16, verses 12 to 18, Exodus 16, verses 12 to 18, the Bible says, God gave them meat in the evening and bread in the morning. He brought quails in the evening. Verse 12 says, I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, At even Ye shall eat flesh. 
and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Meat in the evening and what? Bread in the morning. I know God is talking to someone. Meat in the evening, bread in the morning. And throughout their journey in the wilderness, that was how God provided for them. And he has not stopped. And he will not stop. And your own is not an exception. It's not an exception. That's why the Bible says he gives her food to all flesh. And you are not just an ordinary flesh. You are a special one. Yes, Tell somebody, I am, I am special. As if you say, I am special. I am special. The Bible tells us, point number five, Elijah was fed of ravens in the wilderness. First Kings 17, verses 2 to 6. Ravens. We know what, I mean, the issue about ravens. Ravens, like they say, uh, they, they they eat. When they say somebody is ravenously famished, the person is ready to eat anything eatable. Yet those are the birds that God sent to feed Elijah. And that should tell you one thing, brethren. The ways of God are different. And in fact, the ways of God with you are different. That's why you need to know that you are different. Tell somebody, I am different. As if we say, I am different. That is the God we serve. He makes a difference of his own children. Once God is interested in you, and what makes God to be interested in you, it's Jesus. Every one of us that have got Jesus in our lives, we are different. God, the moment we invite Christ into our lives, God is interested in us. There is a process. And it will take you there in Jesus' name. There are two things. I want us to take note of about thanksgiving before we round up. The first thing is thanksgiving brings divine multiplication of resources. Thanksgiving does what? Brings divine multiplication of resources. Let me ask us this. What will it take you to just say, oh, Father, I thank you? Or maybe that's a long sentence. What will it take you to say, thank God? Is that difficult to say? But many of us don't. I want to challenge you this morning. This is the first Sunday of February 2022. Learn to give thanks to God every day for the rest of this year. Learn to give thanks to God when? Every day for the rest of this year. Gradually you learn to give thanks to God every hour. All you have to do is to thank God. What do you have to do? Very simple, is it not? Yes, is that not? But brethren, it is very simple and profound. Just to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm grateful. Oh, Father, I'm grateful. Once in a while, during this snow, you are walking on the street, on the roadside. Maybe you want to go and pick meals. And the snow has melted. And the snow is watery. You know that type of snow? Yes. And the car drives by. And before you know it, your white coat is colored with the different colors of snow. What do you say? Is somebody with me? Yes, it is snow that was splashed on your clothing. Somebody else was doing the same walking. And the car left the road and came and hit the person. And it became a story. I was listening to the GO this morning. And I was talking about a plane crash recently. These are things we see happen all the time. 
These people did not take a plane ride. It's possible they've never entered a plane. They were sleeping in their house on their beds. What happened? The plane that was passing did what? Crashed. Landed upon the house and they died. That was the end of the story. Most likely, in fact, these people have never touched a plane in their life. Their first touch of a plane is the transition to eternity. So, a vehicle just came by, splashed all the waters and the salt upon you, and you begin to say all those things that, ah, if you see Pastor coming by, you, ah, I didn't say that, so it just fell. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Why don't you just say thank you, Jesus? The devil wants you to be, to be angry, to, and you just say, Satan, you cannot get me. Tell somebody, Satan, you cannot get me. There are situations like that. They, they just want you to lose your blessing. But you've got to make up your mind that I am thanking God for divine provision. I will not lose what God has given unto me. Thanksgiving brings divine multiplication of resources. That's what Jesus demonstrated in Luke, I mean in John chapter 6, verse 11 to 13. When they brought the, 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 the five loaves and the two fishes to him, Jesus, the only prayer that we are told Jesus uh, uh, did, said was what? He took the loaves, and when he had did what? He gave thanks. He gave thanks. If you learn to give thanks, you will not see the bottom of that pot. If you learn to give thanks, you will not see the end of these resources. You won't understand how God is providing, but you don't need to. He will continue to provide. If it's a new job you need, he will give to you. If it's a higher paying job you need, he will give to you. If it's promotion you need, he will do what? He will give to you. Oh, if it's that stress of going to Toronto every day, like some of us did for years. You can still be working in Toronto and you're working from home. You know, those are the doors that uh, COVID have opened. Now, working from home, everybody cherishes it. Learn to give thanks to God. Thanksgiving brings divine multiplication of resources. That's number one. Number two, Thanksgiving brings life. Thanksgiving brings what? Life. We all know the story very well. John 11 from verse 41 to verse 44. When Jesus stood before the tomb of Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank you that thou hast had me. When you say that, you bind the hand of God. <laughs> Amen? Amen? When you say, Lord, Father, I thank you because you have had me. You do what? You bind his hand. He is bound to act. Because you are giving him thanks that he has acted. That's what the Lord wants. So when Jesus now said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus had no choice. Jesus already gave thanks that Lazarus will come back to life. Jesus wept not because Lazarus was dead. I hope you realize that. He wept because how, how are these people so full of unbelief? I say, Father, I thank you. And when he called Lazarus, Lazarus came forth. So thanksgiving gives life. It brings life. It brings life. As long as you do not limit God or doubt him, his divine provision is for you this year. Amen. I say his divine provision is for you this year. Amen. That widow in 2 Kings chapter 4, 
verse 2 to 7, the creditors came to take her children because of the death of her late husband. He said, I have nothing. I have nothing save a pot of oil. And the one of God said, go get other pots. Get empty pots. Begin to pour. And that's why I said, so long as you don't limit God, I'm sure that woman could have still obtained more pots. But she just got something. Well, I know this man is a man of God. Let's see what he's talking about. She began to pour. And the oil began to flow. Began to flow. Until the last pot. Maybe then she would say, ah, I should have gone to Sister, Sister, uh, Sister Joyce. I should have gone to uh, Sister Mary. Oh, I should have collected. I remember. Ah. Sister Sarah said she has this big pot that is about 10 liters. I should have gone to her. But what had happened? The oil had stopped flowing because of the few lit I mean, containers that she brought. Do not limit God. Do not doubt him. And your divine provision will flow. Amen. I say your divine provision will flow. Amen. When God, you know, you know, if there are things you can do by yourself, why do you need God? That's what many of us don't understand. You need God because you cannot do it. So when he gives you that dream, that vision, that insight that looks too big and too impossible, that's when you should begin to thank God. Because then you know it is who? It is God. He's the one that will do it. He's the one that will do it. He said it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. As General Vatia shared a, 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 a story with us as I round up of the general superintendent who was the, the, the person that God used to found this church. There was a point in time that it looks as if things were a little bit tough. And he put the money they had together, prepared some soup, very little soup, very monotonous, just there was no combination in, this, in the pot. And then the Lord gave him a word. The Lord said, tell your wife, every day you want to eat, she should not look into the pot. She should just do what? Just dip the spoon in the pot and whatever she brings out, go and eat. And for days, mama obeyed. And the, 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 the important thing was that I don't know what they cooked. But when they began to bring things out of the pot, they started bringing varieties. Fish, chicken, I mean, the different varieties of good, good meat. And so every day, the pot was active. The pot was functioning. Until one day, remember what Mama was told. Don't look into the pot. One day, curiosity got the best. You know, brethren, it's easy for you and I to, to, to talk ill against uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Is that also? Many of us will ask, ah, if not for this Adam self, I won't be in this self. Why couldn't he just obey simple instructions? If you were in his shoes, you would do worse than he did. One day, Mama said, ah, ah, what is it, self? I keep bringing all these manner of things from this pot. And she looked. And what did she see? The pot was empty. And that was the last time that any miracle came out of that pot. There's miracle for you in the pot God has prepared. Amen. And you will not miss it in Jesus' name. Amen. But don't limit God. 
and don't doubt him. Remember that if you can do it, you don't need God. If by your own ability you can achieve all of this, you don't need God. But when there are limitations, eh, hey, God is about to move. We all know this man of God called Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn said he did everything doable while he was young. But he had a problem. He was a stammerer. And then God told him, you will serve me. Yeah. How can I be a preacher when I stammer? Can you combine the two? And but God knew what he was saying. He has shared the testimony so many times. One day, he began to have encounters with the Holy Spirit. As I know, someone who is listening to me will have encounters with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then he went for a fellowship. And he said, bro, you are going to preach. He said, me, preach. Don't you know me? Don't you know how I, how, how I stammer? Well, he didn't know how he got, he got on, the, on the stage and he began to speak. That was his, the end of his stammering. Benin is still alive. And listen to any of his messages, many of them online, you can never know that this man was a wonderful stammerer, if you know what that means. And you know one thing with people that stammer? When they get angry. Uh, when they get angry, they could be very violent. Because they are, you are taking advantage of me because I'm trying to bring out a point and, and God took it all away. Now, look at it. The man could not speak. He was a stammerer. And God found no better job for him to do than to do what? Than to be preaching. An assignment that the only way he could be effective is to talk. I'm trying to bring out a point, brethren. That vision, that dream, that promise, that assignment that God is giving unto you looks very impossible. That's when you should begin to thank God. Because it shall come to pass. Amen. Let's bow down our head. Remember that if you can do it, you don't need God. But the reason you need God is because he's a God of divine provision. And he's made provisions for you. It's time for you to key in and receive that blessing. Why don't you lift his name on high? Are you here? Are you watching me online? You've not given your life to Jesus? This is the, this is the time. This is the time. This is the time for you to, to say, Lord Jesus, uh, I know you died for my sins. I know I was a sinner before now. I am ready for divine transformation. From being a sinner to being a child of God. From being a sinner to being a saint. Come into my life. Write my name in the book of life. It is time for divine manifestation. It is time for me to experience you in a new way. Invite him into your life. Invite him into your situation. Glorify the name of the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now I want us all to begin to thank God. That's our prayer point for this morning. Begin, remember, from today, you are, you are starting a new tradition. A new tradition. A tradition of thanksgiving. Every day, every minute. You remember, you just say, Father, I thank you. When your, your, your siblings are doing things to get you angry, you say what? Father, I thank you. Begin to give thanks to him. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for divine provision. I thank you because you are the Lord of my life. I thank you for grace. Lord, I thank you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Maye kaliba soto le anda itragabot. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Azuta linda itregema ushkatale anda itragabot. Malmoros ke prosotoria. Ezima lima ushkate. Iprosoto lenda itregebo. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You cannot thank him enough. All you just have to do this morning is say, I thank you. I am beginning a tradition. I am starting a new thing. A life of thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you continue to do. Be magnified, O Lord. Be glorified, O Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, this month, eternal thanksgiving will be our portion in the name of Jesus. That which you have done in the spiritual realm, begin to release unto us in the physical, in the name of Jesus. Father, glorious testimony beyond human imagination, release it to our lives in the name of Jesus. That which men have declared impossible. Because you are the God who does impossible things. Begin to perfect in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Give us new songs, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Because you are a God of divine provision. Thank you because the earth is yours and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Thank you because everything concerning us as individuals is being perfected. Amen. We love you, Lord. Be glorified and be magnified. For we have prayed in Jesus' name.